Okay, let's start the chapter. Okay. Chapter 11, Managing Information System, which is, stands for Managing Knowledge. In this chapter, and after reading this chapter, what is the role of the knowledge management and the knowledge management program in business? What types of system are used for enterprise-wide knowledge management system and how do they provide value for business? And we will know what are the major type of knowledge work system and how do they provide the value for firms and what are the business benefits of using intelligent technique for the knowledge management. You know, knowledge is power. So it's important that we pay attention to gathering as much as we can knowledge. Now, important dimension of knowledge, as we say, is the considering the data flow of event or transaction captured by the organization's system. Information the data organized into categories and the knowledge, which is the pattern, rules, and contests that provide a framework for creating, evaluating, and using information. So the three pillars of knowledge is the data, is information, and becomes knowledge. Data becomes information, information becomes knowledge. And this knowledge can be tested, undocumented, or explicit, which is documented knowledge. Now, after the knowledge comes wisdom, which is, is the collective of individual experience of applying knowledge to the solution problem. So these are the level, which is involved knowing when, where, and how to apply the knowledge. Knowledge is an asset of a firm, tacit or explicit, tangible assets, intangible assets, because you cannot feel it, touch it. Required organizational resources to collect this knowledge and value increase as more people share it. Now, knowledge has a location. Cognitive events, there should be their cognitive event, both social and individuals. And it is a sticky, it's hard to remove or move it. It is also situated and contextual, which is work only in certain situation. Knowledge is a situational, Conditional, which is knowing when to apply procedures and contextual, knowing circumstances to use certain tools. 
Now, important dimension of knowledge, why we want, why we seek knowledge in general. It is basically knowledge is intent, knowledge is a firm assets. And what kind of asset is that? It is intangible asset in general. The transformation of data into useful information and knowledge requires resources, organizations, which is, that means an expanse. Knowledge is not a subject to a law of diminishing return like the physical assets. Knowledge, the more stays, it stays there and doesn't go down. Um, might be outdated, but it does not, uh, has no law of diminishing returns. But instead of experience network effects as its value increase as more people share it. So the more people share this knowledge, the more its values increase. On the other hand, knowledge comes in with a different forms. Knowledge can be, as we said, either tacit or explicit, codified. Knowledge involves know-how, craft, and skills. Knowledge involves knowing how to follow the procedures. And knowledge involves knowing why, not simply when, things happen. So what's causing it, when we're supposed to cause it, between cause and not only when. On the other hand, we said the knowledge has a location. Knowledge is a cognitive event, involved mental models and map of individual. You do some marketing event to pass this knowledge. You do some publishing to pass this knowledge. Um, there is a both a social and an individual basis of knowledge. And this is where you involve social psychology also. The knowledge is a sticky, hard to move. When you have a knowledge information, it cannot be moved unless, you know, uh, Alzheimer's disease. Situated, situated uh, in a firm of culture also, Contextual works only in certain situation. This knowledge can be applicable in certain situation and most of the time doesn't. So the knowledge comes always, it depends. Knowledge is situational. Knowledge is conditional. Knowing when to apply a procedure is just as important as knowing the procedures. So, um, it is conditional. You know, if you do it earlier or later, might have less influence or no influence. Knowledge is related to context. You must know both how to use a certain tool and under what circumstances. So these are the information and the qualification and justification for knowledge. So knowledge management value chain, what's all about? It has each stage add a value to a raw 
data and information as they are transferred to usable knowledge. First, you do a knowledge acquisition, which is from data to convert to information, information, you get the knowledge. And then you store it, which is a storage, knowledge storage, probably dissemination, pass it, and then you uh, use the application part, which is knowledge application. These are the four stages of value chain. So basically you have here what you call the knowledge business value chain. You know, the knowledge can be stored in the knowledge system, which is you do acquire and you store it, you disseminate it through the search engine, internet, portals, collaboration, and then you probably apply a decision support system or enterprise application. The management and the organizational activities is kind of the knowledge, culture of community practice, organizational routine and culture. It could be a training and formal network. You can do that. And the new IT-based process, you have it stored in the IT-based. And it's feed each other. The feedback is the data and the information acquisition collecting a strong, then you disseminate it and then comes back as, you know, it's in a circle. So the knowledge management today involve information system activities and host enable the management and the organizational activities. So it's about information system activities and the host of enable management and organization activity. So let's look at the knowledge acquisition first stage. And we said documenting tacit and explicit knowledge and storing the document report, reporting them or report, presenting uh, and doing a best practice. There is what you call unstructured document, which is, for example, an email or voice. Uh, there is what you call, you, what you acquisited from, developing an online expert network also, creating knowledge, this is one of the way of acquisition and tracking data from transaction process systems and external uh, uh, sources. So these are ways of acquisition of knowledge acquisitions. Now, knowledge storage, it's stored in database. Once it's stored in the database, we need a DMS or document management system. We have a famous, probably you can name them, like a PDF. Uh, this one has its own tools uh, and also EMC has its own tools of document management system. EMC, EMC is one of the top IT companies worldwide, number 11 rated worldwide. And then after the document management system, you, you need to, the role of management is also, so there is a three pillars, including database, 
you need document management system and you need the role of management such as support development of a planned knowledge storage system encourage the development and cooperate the wide schemes for the indexing document reward the employee for taking such a and update their information also so this is where the management gets involved into promoting the knowledge these three fields then the knowledge knowledge dissemination which is could be on the portal so you click on the portal and get the information or sometimes you get a push emails sometimes you call them a junk mail but uh, sometimes it's really a, a, a knowledge mail you have the search engine which is you, you can extract the knowledge there and you have the collaboration tools what we are using we are using and then you have also the uh, long lasting one which is the training program the informal and formal network and shared management experience help the manager focus attention on important information most of us has faced this situation where certain people go to the trip getting trained and come back and not passing the knowledge which is this hurting the company and the performance of the company not only not worth of sending somebody because he's keeping the information for himself or he maybe doesn't have the tools to share it and also not helping the others to uh, perform better now the knowledge application where we apply the application is first to provide return on the investment it's an investment when you're sending somebody to be trained or spend hours on getting trained online so it's to provide a return on investment organizational knowledge must become a systematic part of management decision making and become situated in the decision support system so actually you cannot send somebody for getting trained and not share this information for with others unless it's required not to share it and it's about a new business practice it's also about a new product could be or services and could be a new market so you go and meet these events say marketing event about a new product a new market a new practice and new services is all about is about knowledge in a business wise and recently we there is a position has been developed which is a, a building organization in the field of building organization and management capital which is part of it they do collaboration community of practice and office environment and we start hearing of something called chief knowledge officer officer or cko which is a senior executive who is responsible for the firm's knowledge management system and we hear about cpo which is community of practice it's about informal social network of professional employee who have a similar work related activities and interests like a few doc, uh, doctors getting together they have event uh, engineers getting together have an event this is kind of a cpo uh, cop i'm sorry communities of practice 
Now, what type of uh, knowledge management systems do we have? We have what you call the enterprise-wide knowledge management system. In, uh, it has a general purpose, firm-wide efforts to collect, store, distribute, and apply the digital context and knowledge. This is what you call enterprise-wide. And then you have the KWC or the knowledge work system, which is a specialized system built for engineers, scientists, other knowledge workers charged with discovering and creating a new knowledge. These are two different. Um, artificial intelligence, uh, it is, could be, you know, a part of the KWS also, which is where they want it a lot. And then when you have the intelligent technique, which is that's what we said, is diverse group of techniques such as data mining, used for various goals, discovering knowledge, distilling knowledge, discovering optimal solution. This is part of it, you know, where, as we said, is artificial intelligent part of it. So there is knowledge-wide, uh, enterprise-wide knowledge management system, there, has, there is a knowledge work systems, and there is intelligent techniques. In the enterprise-wide knowledge management system, you have the enterprise content management system or CMS, collaboration, uh, social tool, LMS, and knowledge management system. In early day, I spoke about the two pillars, important pillars of higher education, I said student information system, SIS, and content management system, or CMS, where all the other application can be integrated with these two pillars. And then you have the knowledge work system, which is we have the CAD, which is computer aid design, 3D visualization, virtual realities, and investment workstation, we'll talk about them. And then you have the intelligent technique, which is tool to discovering patterns and applying knowledge to the discrete decision and knowledge domains, like data mining, natural network, expert system. We have the genetic algorithm and intelligent agent. We'll talk about them in the end of this chapter. So there are three major categories of knowledge management system, and each can be broken down further into more specialized type of knowledge management system. Now, the enterprise-wise knowledge management system, this is one thing that we most of us use it, help to capture, store, retrieve, distribute, preserve knowledge. Is document, uh, documents report the best practice also. Semi-structured knowledge also like uh, emails, bring external sources inside, and new feed and research if there is a research being published by the company or new feed. And it is a tool for communication and collaboration. In the enterprise management system, it's also might you see that it's a structured, 
or unstructured, like the voice and email knowledge. You have the, as we said, the enterprise content management system or CMS help to organize the man, uh, organization, manage both the type of the information, structured and unstructured, and must create a classification schemes, a taxonomy. Now, it also provides online discovery for uh, corporate experts in well-defined knowledge domains. It's a knowledge network system. Use the communication technology to make it easier for employees to find appropriate experts in the company. You might have a big company with multi-locations and each one as a special, it helps you because now you can update your CVs on the site. And the reason is if anybody needs your help can ask you for uh, help or support, which is part of the CMS. Many systemized solutions developed by expert and store them in the knowledge base. It will show you what's the best practice and also for any FAQ, which is most of us, uh, do utilize FAQ or frequently asked questions. Now, there is also what you call the collaboration uh, suites, which is a collaboration, the social tools, the learning, uh, and the LMS. Now, what's the difference between LMS and CMS? CMS is the content management system LMS sometimes you can um, uh, be part of learning management system. So in a learning management system, you might have some kind of nested management, uh, learning management system. When you ask you watch this video, answer this question, learn about this, read that. That's a nested manage, uh, learning management system. So you utilize learning management system in this course. Enterprise, uh, the, in this field, the collaboration, social tools and learning management system, the enterprise-wide knowledge portal, access to the external and information, internal information. It could be news and research. It could be a chat. It could be capability for emails, sending emails back and forth. Uh, and uh, for emails uh, and could be video conferencing as we do and could be a discussion. Use the uh, of consumers, web technology, blogs, WikiLeaks and things like a social marking, bookmarking. Now in the collaboration social tool and learning management system to continue that subject. LMS is provide the tool for the management, delivery, tracking, and assessment of a various type of employee learning and training. As we said, the course is run by an, an LMS right now, and the whole courses that you're taking is run by CMS. So when you enter first time on your e-learning, this is where you, enter the CMS. And then when you go inside the course, certain course like BIS, 
that's when you enter to the activities is LMS. So it's, it, it support a multiple mode of e-learning, CD-ROMs, web-based classes, online forms, live instruction, ATK. Um, uh, automate the selection and administration of courses, assembles and deliver learning content, and measure learning effectiveness through the assessment and test. System for Knowledge works to help to create or create a new knowledge and integrate that knowledge into business. That's what you call knowledge work system. Knowledge workers is probably made of researchers, designers, architects, scientists, engineers who create knowledge for their organization. So you have, it's usually an application made up of some certain application that you find it in a lab or within the researchers or with the consultant, they create knowledge. And they, the three key roles is keeping organization current in knowledge, serving an internal consultant regarding their areas of expertise, acting as a change agent, evaluating, initiating and promoting change projects. So there are three key knowledge. The last one is very important where they can act as a change agent, helping to, you know, changing people, evaluating, see if this change is going through the right progress, initiating and promoting the change project. Now, requirement of knowledge work system. Basically, the knowledge work system is a strong links, has a strong links to the external knowledge bases in addition to the specialized hardware and software that is available. But it has, as you see here, it got a, an external knowledge base coming in, and this can be a graphic virtualization, modeling such as simulation and document management cons consumers uh, communication. And there is a user interface and it usually works on a hardware platform, knowledge workstation. So we heard of CAT or computer aided design. It automates the creation and revision of engineering or architecture design. You see them when you're trying to look inside, especially the houses, how it looks like, or building the housing. Engineers use it a lot. Then you have what you call the virtual reality system, which is software and the special hardware to simulate the life environment. So you can walk in and see the activities around. It's, it's overly, it's done many times. That you have the augmented reality, and you have the VMR, VR ML, which is the virtual reality modeling language is done by that. And uh, what do you call the investment work station? Now these are when you go on the on certain site and check the, especially in the stock market, which company is doing well 
and you know, it's a streamlining investment process and consolidate the internal and external data for especially brokers, traders, and portfolio managers. So the exp examples of uh, knowledge work system is, as we said, is CAD or some computer aid manufacturing or computer aid designing. We have what you call the virtual system, reality system, and the workstation, investment workstation, which as we said, it could help the broker, for example, to see them or the portfolio manager to see which um, stock is shares going high, the demand, the company, how it's doing. These other information can be part of the investment station. What about the capturing knowledge, which is, we said part of these four stages is a capturing knowledge expert system. The expert system is basically an intelligent technique for capturing tacit knowledge in a very specific and limited domain human expertise. Computer that knowledge of skilled employees in the form of a set of rules in a software system that can be used by other in the organization. It's basically, we brought an example of machine learning uh, solutions, which is some expert or know-how in the, uh, uh, SMB, subject matter expert can put some forms into the machine and the machine will be learning and build some kind of uh, rules, procedures and regulations, or we have some kind of more advanced one is monitoring the activities of some employees and accordingly building the, uh, the programs or the reporting that who they supposed to talk to if you are into in sales department. How expert system works is basically an expert system. It has a knowledge base. So there is a certain knowledge and you need to build on it. So you have the whole uh, customers that you have for the bank and then you build on that. Uh, inference engine, forward changing, uh, chaining or backward chaining, which is we will talk about each one of them. So it works like this in general, say in the banking system or in the finance system. Um, if your income is if more than $50,000, ask about a car payment, uh, else exit. So if the car payment is less than 10% uh, of income, ask mortgage payment, else exit. Now, if the mortgage payment is less than 20%, ask, to grant them a credit, grant them a credit line. This is how the programming is happening and grant a credit line instead of giving them a limit of certain amount. Then if in this case, if the D 
happen, then ask about years of employee. So we want to give them a credit line, how many years been employed. If he's working less than four years, offer them a different credit. And the different credit probably will give you a different background, which is if years are more than or equal four years, then you grant them $10,000. Or if other debt is, it's, this is how you build a program. So the expert system contain a number of rules to be followed. These rules are interconnected. The number of outcome is known in advance and it's limited. And there are multiple paths for the same outcome and the system can consider multiple rules at the single time. The rules illustrated for a simple credit granting here expert. So it's basically, this is how you get, uh, you know, granted a credit card or a line of credit or payment. So, um, it is a rule base and says, if the person, for example, less than 16, you do A, B. If the person between 16 and 18, you do B and C, okay? If the person above 25, you do, um, for example, uh, B and D, something like that. You do, they have such a programming also available in the US immigration when you go for a job, uh, for interview for a visa, they have certain questions and you need to answer in a certain amount of information and a certain timing. So if the timing is more you take in, the more it's gonna be negative. If you're explaining further than what they're looking for, it could be negative. Uh, so you have to be geared toward timing and, and uh, information. And also balancing these, there is some exception after exceptions, then how you're gonna pass. And if you scored some certain amount uh, points, um, then it goes to the headquarter and they will decide to, as another system goes in and gives you the, whether they grant you or deny you the visa to USA. So the, the, then you have what you call the inference engine in the expert system, which is income rules here and real estate rules. You go through this, try to understand how this works and let me know if you have any question, I'll be glad to answer it. But the inference engine system works by searching through the rules and turning those rules to uh, triggered by the fact gathered and entered to the by the users and basically sometimes you get a, a notification saying you're allowed to apply for xyz card or extra you can increase your amount of of line of credit so the, then you have the case-based reasoning which is could be driven from fuzzy logic system 
machine learning, as we said, the natural networking, the genetic algorithm, the intelligent agents, and the hybrid all system. And you're gonna see how they look like each one of them. And it's basically <clears throat> how the case-based reasoning works is basically is you users describe the problem and the system search for a similar case it's just like the the common law that it's used in north america the or uk so there is the the, the user describe the problem the system search database for a similar case and this is the database connected and then the system asks the user additional information to narrow the search if it's necessary. If it's not, they will give that answer. And then the system will find the closest fit for retrieve the solutions from the database if, it, uh, if it's not. So the system modify the solution for a better fit and all these stored. So if it's not, if it's successful, is it successful? If it's not, goes back to system modify the solution better fit, keeps adjusting the solution. If it's successful, we'll store uh, system store the problem and the solution for a future references. This is very common, what they call a common law in North America and UK use. There's what you call a fuzzy logic, and fuzzy logic is basically there is no cutoff uh, between the point uh, extreme and uh, minimum, maximum and minimum. It's like the heat of the body, uh, the heat in the home. You two people, one says it's hot, one says it's warm. Or oh, one says hot, second says warm, and the third says cold. So it is a fuzzy because, and it's still same, the temperature. So they look at it in that way. So if you look at this one, for example, when is defined as a cold? Defined as a cold, when it's the temperature as a, you know, Fahrenheit 60, between 60 and 40, that's cold. But in same, a person, different person, it will be called is cool, as usually a little bit higher than 40, so 45, and also at the 70. Now you get another person who will call this 70 as a warm temperature. But if you ask him, is it when it's hot? He says when it's above 90. This is how it's used, and it's still the extreme is the hot when it is start 80 and above in Fahrenheit, then it becomes and more than it should be, you know, uh, a hot. That's in the used in the temperature also. So the uh, how uh, a lin <clears throat> it works, the network it works, it is a natural network uses rules in that learns from pattern in the data to construct the hidden layers of of, of logic. And this is used in the credit card mostly. It's basically 
you have the age, income, purchase history, frequency purchase average. So there is a hidden, uh, you put the input and the, is output comes in, whether it's a valid purchase or fraudulent. And there is a hidden layer to analyze this. And it's basically, if you're going to a small area, you've never been there and has not been um, tracked before that you purchase from there and you hit your credit card twice or three times quickly, that they might be notified the credit uh, bank uh, that it's some kind of a fraudulent purchase is happening, so they are stopping it. So there is a hitting layer between them, between your input and the output that is coming valid or declined. <clears throat> and then it's, this is what you call a po uh, population of chromosomes. So the component is generic algorithms and it clears uh, what kind of algorithm is happening there uh, and what is resulted, which is evaluation of the chromosome and you know, uh, it decoded how these things is built together. Um, in the, what do you call the intelligent in, this, in uh, Procter & Gamble, basically the automation system, they have what do you call the first stage, which is if we assume this is their production facilities, they have the software agent schedule deliveries to, from suppliers. And if the supplier cannot deliver, they go and sign up with the second suppliers to deliver that things on time. So the, the standby suppliers, backup suppliers. And then they also connect it to the retailers, which is software agent collect the real-time sales data of, on each Procter and Gamble product from the multiple register through the you know um, point of sales. They rely on data to Procter and Gamble production to replenish the order to sales and marketing and trend analysis, and then the same time they talk to the distributors. When they talk to the supplier, they talk to the distributors, and the software agent schedule the shipment from the distributor to retailers, giving the priority to the retailers whose inventories are low. And then if the shipment to a retailer is delayed, once again, agent find an alternative tracker or distributors. Now, in general, back to the education, this is how the knowledge in the iCampus, we have what you call iAdmin, iLearn, iReport, and iBroadcast. And if we look at it briefly, admin, as we said in the early stages, we said admin is made of SIS, Student Information System, HRMS, Finance, Workflow, uh, Identity Management, scheduling and timetabling. This is all part of the uh, admin, the e-library, the ma managing the library, the smart card, if you have a smart card to use this card, and the student health system or SHS. 
And then you have the learning part of it, which is we said learning management system, content management system, or learning content management system. We have lure, we have certification, we have assessment, we have digitals, and we have the virtual classroom, and what you call web two blogs, wikileaks, and second life. And then we have the report, ODS, and EWS, and the performance management. Then you have what you call the broadcasting, which is video conferencing, video on demand, uh, smart classroom setups, and interactive whiteboard, for example, and collaboration. And these are all should be connected through the iPortal and through the core to the iPortal and should be integrated together. So in the iKnowledge or campus, we have something called the ePortals, which is made of, as we said, we saw it four things, admin, academic, analytics, and visuals. And in the admin part, we said, there's what you call examples, like a smart card, scheduling, we have the finance, we have the HR, we have the SIS, the most important one. Uh, we also do have in the academic part, as we said, content management system, learning management system, and you know, wikis, uh, and, uh, blogs, and the digital content for these to put them together. And then what we have, uh, it comes in as the analytic part, which is all in the shows who's taking courses, what are they taking courses, what time they are interested in these information, which is all built on a core. And this is another way of looking at it, you know. And also we spoke about the visual, which is the video conferencing, the video on demand, the interactive whiteboard, the virtual classrooms and uh, smart classroom, plus the collaborative tools. And these are, all has to be under the portal, which is the e-portals. Uh, so this is the end of chapter 11, which is management, managing knowledge.